Welcome to the Rainbow Room. Our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. This is Season 3, Episode 26, Lil Nas X. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew. My name is Eric. And I'm and today- Austin. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> Austin! <laughs> uh, no, it's good. Proof that we don't like overscript our guests. Uh, we have not coached him on what to say. We are here with Austin Crute, uh, who I am really excited about. And if y'all remember, I talked about Austin in the last episode of finale of season two because uh, Austin's a guy who I met at Aqua. Bar, who I was like, oh, you seem cool. And then when I followed him on Instagram, I was like, holy crap, you're this TikToker that I freaking love. And you do that uh, cover of or sample of Call Me By Your Name that is just incredible. And uh, yeah, so I'm a huge fan of his work, of his songs. And it's it was so surreal meeting him. And it's so amazing to have you here now, Austin. Thank wow, you so thank you here. so much. What an introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Like, thank you for having me. 100%. And then uh, today, the piece of media we are going to be discussing is Little Nas X. There's so much to talk about with him. Uh, but first, before we get into all of that, we have a question we like to ask all of our guests, Austin. Oh, and yeah. we can answer it first if you need some time. But the question is, what's the gayest thing you did this week? And we try <laughs> and keep things PG-13. <laughs> um, The gayest thing that I did this week, it is Wednesday, Um, was stock Christian Tucci on... Oh, wait. <laughs> <Twitter and laughs> this Instagram. like just happened before we started recording. We were having okay. so much fun stalking this person. I was having a great time. <laughs> okay, wait. Who is Christian Tucci? Give us the D. Um, wow. <laughs> yes, Christian Tucci is a fashion photographer <laughs> and an artist and a writer. And I saw him on Twitter this past weekend and he's super cute. So then I followed him and I didn't follow him on Instagram. I actually just, I'm, I'm going to follow him right after this. Um, but Christian, <laughs> if you listen to Hey Christian, what's up? Shit. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you learned who he was literally 30 minutes ago before the call. <laughs> no, I, I I learned who he was over the weekend, but then uh, I saw him in my feed again. I was like, oh, Christian Tucci. And then I just like, hmm. I don't know. Then I educated you on Christian Tucci. You educated me. And then you were also like, that's my husband. I have to marry him now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, Christian. I don't know about all of that. <laughs> I don't know. You better go through a gauntlet. Have y'all spoken? Or this is just someone you've been observing from afar? This is just someone that I saw his penis pretzel drawing (laughs) on Twitter. Wow, you took a long time before saying drawing there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a drawing. A penis pretzel drawing on Twitter. And ever since then, I've been a fan. You know, anytime that I see that 70s groovy gay look, I'm like, okay, might as well follow. You know, just to see, check the temperature. W WGA strong. He's picketing, so I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a really interesting thing um, to talk about right now. Is as of the time that we're recording, the WGA strike has been going on for what two weeks now. It's been, um, yeah, and we might even try and do a full episode on it because even though it's not gay media in and of itself, we are also a writing podcast, and it is you know arguably the single most important event to happen in the writing world since 2007. I mean, this is just my. My Twitter feed is just 
full of WGA tweets. It's it's really incredible to witness. Yeah, and they can feel the heat. They the studios can feel the heat. Stop playing like you're not on Twitter. Matter of fact, I saw this like uh, this viral infographic uh, slash tweet. Everything that's on Twitter eventually makes it to Instagram. Instagram is basically just Twitter screenshots, and um, they were saying that the time that they have spent striking, they have lost the total amount of money that is being asked for in the span of so 450 million dollars they've lost that in a span of weeks when they're the writers are asking for it over the span of three years so whatever it's time to eat y'all up y'all could have chose <laughs> to uh concede but now your wallet is gonna concede so that is wild <laughs> we love you christian <laughs> we love you christian come on the pod <laughs> yeah come on the pod anytime <laughs> Anytime. Eric, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? The gayest thing I did this week is that I went to Philadelphia to see Taylor Swift in concert, and I was wearing go-go boots for her show. And go-go boots with a like three-inch heel, those are hard to wear. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. Um, I was I was sort of in pain walking in that heel, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was on my feet for six hours doing that, and I was sort of rude to all my friends because of it. And um, I think that. Just like as a whole is sort of my the gayest thing I did this week. Well, that's great. You feel a sliver of Beyonce's pain now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can never carry what she carries. <laughs> <laughs> I love that girl. <laughs> love her. Andrew, what is the gayest thing you did this week? I thought you'd never ask. Uh, <laughs> I have I, to, uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I really love connecting with other queer comics. And and I think that's like a, a way I really engage with my community. And so um, I have this friend who lives in Portland, uh, Connor Smith. He's fantastic. And uh, he's really funny. And so I've connected with him basically just because we're both queer comics comics and then he reached out to me and was like hey i have another friend who's a queer comic also named connor who's coming to seattle can i put you in touch with him and then he reached out to me and i was like hey here's the queer showcases that happen you can reach out to these artists and just kind of like really um i don't know felt connected to that queer network which i which i think is really cool so that's good yeah feeling yes. very involved in that it's hard to make gay friends it's hard to make gay friends i literally just got my first gay friend group this year like a month ago now you're like I got my girls. Gay platonic, yeah, I got my girls. Like a little gay platonic thing. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, it's hard uh, to find. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, you said you're not even famous like that, but let's talk about where are you at in your music career uh, right now? Right now, I just dropped my newest single, Plan B. Y'all need to go and run that up. Go and stream it. It's called Plan B. And my next one will be called These Days. But y'all can catch me on TikTok, Instagram, Austin Crute. It's all the same. Um, that is leading up to my first mixtape of the new era, of my new era. Um, I haven't dropped a mixtape since this mixtape called the Deutschland Tape, which was my uh, mixtape that I made when I was living in Germany, studying abroad for like five, six months. And that really shot me up and boosted me on SoundCloud. Now I'm not really on SoundCloud. Now I'm on DSPs and I'm on TikTok. So I'm just building it up building up my platform so that when i drop the mixtape 20s um 
it will have the biggest reception that it possibly can. So uh, that is happening. And I'm also in the midst of the strike. I'm like, you know what? I might as well pop back out with beats. I usually keep beats to myself and for my friends and keep my engineering for myself and for my friends. But I'm actually going to start, you know, soliciting my services. Like, hey, if you want a beat from Austin, if you want me to vocal produce you and whoop de whoop de whoop, the services will be available to you shortly. So that is where I am in the music. And I'm on my way to be one of the biggest pop stars that you ever did see. But I'm taking my time <laughs> with it. I'm taking my time with it. Only, you know, only God's time. So I'm good. I'm good with it. Can I ask you a very ignorant question as someone who's an outsider to the music field? You said you're not on, you're not uh, on. Oh, DSPs. Yeah. <laughs> DSPs. So basically DSP is like digital service provider or something like that. I, that might be wrong, but Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, the official channels where you get music, that is a, a DSP. Got it. That makes that makes sense. Um, one question I wanted to ask you is, so from what I've seen of your music, you're very unabashedly queer and, and gay and even sometimes um, like very R-rated and, and you lean into that. How has, what has that been met with in the music industry and maybe some of the producers or what have you? I would say nobody, I would say everybody messes with me. Like they, they support me. They feel like I'm gonna hit big real soon, but they don't want to co-sign what isn't hot yet. They don't want to co-sign an artist that's like about to make it. They'd rather get a little Nas X who <clears throat> love him. I think that he's incredible. I could not have had the come up that he's had. And I feel like he really is paving the way for people like me to be prominent without the memory and the gimmicks. I feel like he is just a genius when it comes to trolling the public, uh, trolling the media. Everything that he does is kind of coming from this jokey, jokey place that, uh, softens the edges of the homophobia that he's receiving and it kind of turns it into this like playful thing rather than like a militant crazy now I'm the type that's gonna put you on brain blast put you <laughs> on my story I will roast you I got time on Twitter I'm gonna take you out I'm gonna take you out so it's nice that the first major from what I've seen in my lifetime the first major pop artist that is openly gay I mean shout out Adam Lambert and everything but I don't think that I think it was before his time like i mean people were just too stunned to speak people were too stunned to speak and i feel like with lil nas he made it digestible for a wide audience and he came out with a song that was in a genre that is predominantly rooted in christianity in traditional values and then popped out after the fact like oh by the way mm. y'all I feel like it's a, gonna be a little bit harder for me to break in the game because Lil Nas X had to do it himself. He had to do that. And he had to kind of meme himself and whatever into Big Huge and then get that Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus co-signed because Miley was like told her dad like, yo, you should do this. And so then Billy came in, they were still trying to take stuff away from Lil Nas. They didn't even put Lil Nas on that. Remember that sign that got produced that was like, oh, congratulations, number one country hit. And they only put Billy Ray Cyrus's face on it. <gasps> so then Billy Ray Cyrus had to go out with a sign that said, I wouldn't be here without Lil Nas X. Da -da 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 -da. And then after that, he, they changed the sign to have Lil Nas X's face on it. That is called redistribution of privilege. Mm. He understood what he, who he was and what the culture and the climate of country is, even though black people 
made country music first and he called it out without even calling it out. He did it in a cute way to the point where it's like, oh, we were bad if we didn't put on Nas. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. And uh, yeah, I think right now I'm just in my mode of doing TikTok covers, verses, and dropping original music in between to build that following. And we're going to see how I break out because Austin doesn't even know. Austin does not know. I think the difference between what I see in you and what I know about Little Nas X is that Little Nas X was kind of closeted for a long time, right? Or maybe I'm I'm wrong in that. Oh, but yeah, you... we were both. We both grew up in Atlanta and we both probably have very similar. I did my first movie. So I had already done Black Justin Bieber on Atlanta and a few stints here and there, Orange is the New Black, yada, yada, yada. But Booksmart was my first movie and arguably like my breakout role in terms of like my introduction into Hollywood. And that was like a very femme character. And that was basically like me coming out to the world. The thing is, when people see you on this gay, in a gay role or like on a gay pedestal, they just like assume you one of them. Like they just assume you an ambassador, like rainbow flag. Like I was not, <laughs> I was not all the way there. Like I was still, you know, seeking DL men because on the inside, like I was DL and, you know, I was doing a press run where they made me do, um, had me do an It Gets Better campaign. I very much so enjoyed it. I was honest with everything that I said, but I mean, I was just thrust into like being an ambassador for the gays, kind of, which I did not necessarily, I signed up for whatever I signed up for because I was about to check. I was I wanted to get a job. I agreed to work locally. I got paid like $5,000. Like I, <laughs> I agreed to work locally. I stayed on somebody's couch the entire movie. Like I flew myself out to Los Angeles. Like I was living in New York at the time. Like it was not glitz and glamour at that time. Um, And I just went with the flow of what was going on. And so I feel like Lil Nas X kind of had a different route, which was, you know what? Like I'm going to just make it and then decide. And he, he, he's not an actor, at least not yet. So it's not like he's playing these gay roles, especially femme gay roles that are helping to define his identity in the real world. Like he kind of had autonomy over his identity. Um, But I feel like I relate to his music a lot because we grew up in similar areas. Like we grew up in Atlanta. Like it's very different. Not to say that Atlanta isn't gay because Atlanta's gay. Atlanta's very gay, but um, not if you in the suburb. I'm sorry. Like, nah, mm, mm, you gotta yeah. be out to enjoy it really. And I was not about to be on Grinder because that's where I be seeing y'all. Y'all gotta get smarter. Man. Come on. I knew half of y'all was gay before y'all even came out with this gay because we got Grinder tea going. Oh, that's <laughs> on Grinder. See, that's why I didn't get on Grinder until like literally last year versus time. Man, that's some deep closeted. <laughs> yeah, I was the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I was in that. <laughs> I was in that thing. So now you're kind of in this position where like you're already out yeah. and, and trying to make music. And so this this is what I see as an outsider in the music industry. Mm-hmm. I have seen TikToks of um, people saying that like their own producers have told them like, don't sing about anything gay. Like don't reveal your gay in your music. Uh, and that's like the advice that's commonly getting pushed out. And just again, as an outsider, when I look at like one of the most prominent gay artists before Little Nas X, who is still prominent, Sam Smith, mm. um, they, uh, you know, before they were even non-binary, right? They, yeah. all of their songs were written in second person. Uh, um, like, ah, yeah. 
you cannot tell that the song is about a gay romance at right. the all. The pronouns weren't like the focus like that. No, not like, even like you, you truly. You could you could like with I think all of their songs, even um, even unholy. Sam Smith's character isn't talking about doing anything with a man. They're talking about being talking to a man and saying, "I know what you're doing." Like mm. Sam Smith's character is never openly gay in their music. I think, right, um, yeah. and I would not be surprised if that is at the insistence of the producers that they work with. Um, yeah, I feel like it would be just them, and when I say them, them and Kim Petra, mm. um, those two artists who are both incredible, both great, just creating a universal. If you want to hit, you got to make it as widespread as possible. So I feel like that was their approach. Um, because if if you're getting on the Kim Petras, Kim Petras had just released Slut Pop. It's like we got the we got the memo. Kim Petras is for the gays. <laughs> it's like how are we gonna make a record that goes to everybody and not just isolate to the gays? And I feel like that was doing it. Um, for me, when I'm making records right now, I'm just like whatever. Like people may or may not listen anyway, so I might as well go full throttle. And I'm I'm not even being. I feel like Lil Nas because I listened to the whole album again today in preparation for what we were gonna be talking about. And I think a lot of the songs, his B side songs, really do resonate with where I was and am in terms of like, you know, dang, like that 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 queer connection. Like straight people can just flirt in general. They can just kind of live outward. They can meet each other in the grocery store. Oh, sorry. <laughs> meet each other in the hallway. The book drops. Oh, you dropped it. Oh, uh, uh, hi. You know, and we always see that, but it's way more subtle and nuanced with queer people. And his subject matter is that very much so. I'm like, you know what? I want to be the artist that I'm not seeing. Like we already see the people that are bending to these ARs. These ARs don't give a about me. What, what's AR? What's AR? is artist and repertoire. So they match songs with artists. Yup, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite artist is not writing their own song. They have a team of writers, unless they're like Lizzie McAlpine or somebody that is priding themselves on being a songwriter, also as an artist. Like there's a team of writers that come in, people who are just solely songwriters getting royalties for the rest of their life never having been heard of or only known by industry people or aspiring songwriters that are you know carol kinging who is like a carol king is a prominent songwriter of like the motown era and um they're just getting their coin on the back end um but like a lot of there's a song culture and then there's artist culture and a and r is the bridge between the two. thank so you so much is, for that beautiful explanation yeah so then when i talk about a and r they like basically uh, they, they put the album order and everything. Before we cut to our break, um, first of all, I want to commend you because you have done such a great job of building your brand, building your listeners, and you have so many people watching you, your videos, your music videos, which are also very like um, well-produced and you put a lot of thought into them. And I also think one thing that's really cool and unique about the time we're living in is that with TikTok and these other algorithm-based methods, it's kind of, in a way, democratized attention. And so like, if you don't have these people co-signing on you like you said you have this ability to like you know that people will connect with your music like you know what you're writing is good and so this is giving you an outlet through which you've been able to directly put your material in front of so many viewers and I think that's incredible yeah um, uh, yeah thank, thank you so much and I think it's incredible too I think we've definitely uh, pried our art from people's hands and I don't want a label right now like even if they did approach me it'll be a turn because nah that's how you get shelved no 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 mm -mm. Can you explain that to me? So basically, when these artists get these record deals, they have an advance that they get of however much the deal
deal is worth. So like, I just signed a deal for 10 mil. Okay, cool. So they gave you a $10 million advance. You didn't make that money. You have to recoup all of that $10 million back to the label. It's a line of credit. Based. So every studio session you are paying for, every private jet, they put the private jet. That's why these artists, they just go broke so quick because they got the money and now we need it back. And what do you we mean by getting back. shelved? Getting shelved is when they get, they sign an artist, uh, butter them up, tell them all of this stuff. We love you. We love this song. We love that song. Give them an advance. And then they don't do anything after the fact to push their music, to do anything because they already have huge top billing artists that they're focused on. And so that the colloquial term for that is getting shelved. Doja Cat is an example of a shelved artist because she was already signed when she popped, but they weren't really giving her the time of day. They weren't pushing her like that. So she just started going off on her own and then she did, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> and that's when I found out about Doja Cat and she kind of just blew up off that and then continued to make stuff and now the label is paying attention to her because Doja Well, on that wonderful note, uh, y'all ready to go watch these music videos? Hey! Let's watch these videos! And we're back! Man, I I love Call Me By Your Name. It's such a good song. It's Call such a good song. Want. Call me what you need. Call me in the morning. Eleven. I listened to that. Was a, I was definitely a phase where I was like listening to that song just like non-stop. I okay, because for me, right, I was, I was talking about how like the only gay artists I had heard on the radio, it was all spoken in like second person. And like not referencing a homosexual relationship at all. And so like the first time I heard this song and he said, if even in your garden, you know that you can. I was like, yeah. Yes! I was just like, <laughs> truly, like, especially it's like on the radio, like it's explicit homosexuality on the radio. Um, does it paint us in the best light? I don't know, <laughs> but it's there and it's fun. And it's like, also, if you look at what straight rappers are doing, they're not. No, literally, like, exactly. Like if, if one song has to be the, the monolith for an entire group of people, that means that there's not enough representation. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it even says like boy in it, you know, it's like very explicit explicitly yes. he's singing about a guy yes and it's referencing the movie call me by your name which yes. is like the gayest movie ever and timothy chalamet's like pop off moment <laughs> like, like come on now that's a big 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 moment the dancing on the devil um you know, I've been quiet about my real opinion on the music video because of the people that I have and love at home. Um, one of my lawyers in Atlanta, love her. Um, and, you know, of course, my mother, like the people that are at home. But I loved the devil moment. I loved it. And are we allowed here's to publish why. This? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let them know. I love the devil moment. You know why? Because I thought that I was genuinely, because of y'all, because of y'all, all the Christians and Christ followers out there watching, I thought that I was going to hell until I was a freshman in high school. Uh, then that's, I that's realized- traumatic. It's traumatic. It is traumatic. And I, you know, I still love the Lord and everything. Shout out to God and everything, but- <laughs> 
I realized that that's just not how it works, like period. Mm -hmm. But the the double standard of the way, first of all, you would not trust a podiatrist, a foot doctor to tell you about your heart. Yeah. You would not trust a dermatologist, a skin doctor to train you in the gym. Like we not, it's, 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 it's two different curriculums. So why is a straight pastor saying anything about queerdom or the gay community at all? If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, now what the I Bible says is what the Bible says and everything. But at the end of the day, you have to understand the audience that you're talking to. And like, there are people that are actually going through it. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I do think that's probably one of the reasons that the music video resonates so well with, with gay viewers is because there is so much frustration at kind of this misinterpretation of of what the Lord believes in terms of homosexuality. And so kind of just this affront to that um, is, yeah. Right. It's giving damned if you do, damned if you don't. Also, if just I... like the the <laughs> the pole going all the way to hell. Like, ah! it's such an iconic moment. Iconic. The upside down, the twerking. Iconic. Now, one thing that I think that's really interesting is even in Call Me By Your Name, it is explicitly gay, but it's, it's subtle. It's like blink and you'll miss it to a yeah. degree. Like, if you want to listen to it and pretend it's not about a gay relationship you can right. um you can. which is probably does make it more accessible for straight listeners like um and another really interesting thing is in the music video the only man he kisses is himself and there's already precedent for that <laughs> with that uh picture of kanye kissing himself yeah oh my god that's hilarious like to some i don't know if it's a direct reference to that but in to some degree he's kind of like playing in fields that are already normalized and uh, you've hit on this before how he he kind of like jokes and memes and i feel like humor and homosexual and uh, like homoeroticism is already kind of an accepted thing so i do feel like oh yeah does... especially in them locker rooms exactly yeah especially. i eat that shit up sorry what i eat it up too <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, would you, would you? I don't eat it up. Actually, I don't love that. Ooh, talk about it. <laughs> um, no, actually, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. it's, it is. I can see why, because it's giving vomit, it's giving gay bait, it's giving queer baiter. I'm not going to say no names, but if you're an artist and you're popping, you know who you are. You know who you are. Mm. Wait, <laughs> say a name. Or like even when specifically asked, they don't, they're like, so? Like, who cares? So like, labels don't matter. It's like, yeah. I, I don't believe in labels. It's like, how convenient for you not to believe in them now. And I say that with love and light towards a specific person who I've loved for years, but I also respect Olivia Wilde. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Like, I love Harry. I love Harry's music, too. <laughs> I love when it comes out. All right. <laughs> when it comes to the Renaissance album, should have won album of the year. It was just like that happening was another icing on the cake, as well as like the whole thing with the dress on the cover of Vogue and then Billy Porter speaking out. It was just like, yes. Was, Wait, what did Billy just, say? Billy was just saying, like, basically, it was like calling out Harry and was like, I've been wearing dresses for years and this is never like, no, not one, like, but not saying that like Billy was sort of claiming being the first man to mm -hmm. wear a dress, but it was. 
was like in that direction of like I've been doing this for years and no one cares at all. Right. So it's that, cool when they do it. It's a problem. Yeah. With that. It's like here, okay, yeah, put this like skinny white guy on the cover and sure, it's awesome. Whatever. And then like getting also album of the year over Beyonce. Like, I don't care if like they still gave the it was like they still gave Beyonce the like like world record for like number one Grammys by giving her that other what it was like the EDM like album. EDM dance dance. I think it was a dance. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, she still gets the record, but like she should have gotten the record with like the number one award of the night. And like y'all had to just half-ass it with her with this album she put everything into. Yeah. And so many people are getting paid off that album and like that, but that comes down to Grammy voters, which is a whole nother conversation in front of the day. <laughs> Let's um, talk about industry, baby. I have a question about the, I mean, and maybe this is a dumb thing to ask, but like y'all were talking about like in the music video of Call Me By Your Name, how Lil Nas X only kisses himself. Is that meant to be like, because Lil Nas X, I know, did the that like pregnancy photo shoot and like referred to Montero like as his baby. I'm like, oh is he God, having the baby? That. That is so he having the baby with himself or is that with the devil? Like what what is that, I guess, supposed to mean? I think personally that the baby was the album literally, but then the kissing himself, from what I heard him say, it was like him loving himself or claiming that self-love that he didn't get to have when he was like closeted. I want to read, uh, you you mentioned um, him being in the dark. Um, I was looking at genius.com and uh, I read this and it made me tear up. Following the release of the track, Nas X wrote the following message on Twitter to his 14-year-old self discussing homosexuality. Quote, I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to die with a secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. Yeah, that's incredible. That really, yeah, that really gets me. That's incredible. Like, I know that we had a promise, but broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Why does that get you, Andrew? Just the idea of, of if I was able to reach out to my younger self who was struggling so much with um yeah w- this secret this really hard secret you know it's um and, and just the I, I knowing so many other people still even today are in the closet struggling with that like the idea of being able to reach out and be a mentor to those people always gets me always gets me yeah mm-hmm. you know funny enough I just did a movie on Peacock called They Slash Them about a gay conversion camp and everybody there has to like figure out how to not die oh shit and I would have absolutely taken that step willingly. I would have come up with the idea if I would have thought that it would have worked. If my parents wanted to do that, I would have been like, yeah, sure. By all means, you want me to pack? first? I I, I packed already. I pre-packed. Oh, no. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I do just want to give one quick shout out to uh, the (laughs) iconic music video moment um, of Little Nas X in the shower, in the prison shower, and everyone is naked and they just blurted out. (laughs) Yes, and shout out that he got his actual boyfriend in there yes oh what Yes, the dude that he's with in the shower, that's his actual boyfriend. Oh, shit. Is he still in a relationship? I think they broke up. Oh, that's, thank God. I, I, I mean, think what? Well, that's sexy. If you listen to this episode, call me. Oh, uh, my God. Call your name if you want. Uh-oh. He gonna be like, hey, Lil Nas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's do final thoughts. 
Um, okay, my final thoughts are that Lil Nas X is an icon. The album was banger after banger after banger. Um, I did feel like the B-sides were more personal, which I loved. And I can't wait to see what he has in the pocket next. And um, I am truly inspired by him. And I think that Day Trip is also an incredible duo to have. They came from the same school as me. We didn't go to school together at the same time. Um, they came from NYU. So shout out to NYU. Shout out Clive Davis Institute. Y'all already know what's going on anyway. Shout out to Day Trip. They going crazy. And I'm glad that they, as two straight people, um, believed in his vision to bring it to life sonically. So, mm. yeah. Amazing. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I, I still get chills down my spine thinking about like hearing this gay song on the radio for the first time. And I just think it really um, speaks to kind of a, a changing climate, which gives me a lot of hope for LGBT um, rights and and acceptance in this country. And I hope we continue on that trajectory. And I just have so much respect for Little Nas X for being openly gay in an industry that might not be as friendly to that and writing songs that are openly gay and also that are so good. I, I really, really love his songs. They're so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. My final thoughts on Little Nas X. Slay, mm. gay, <laughs> fun, <Ooh>. blood, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> fun, maybe not for the whole family. <laughs> Right. Referential. Mm. Camp. Camp. And Very just campy. Awesome. Those God. are my thoughts. Uh, Austin, one last thing I want to ask you before we sign off. What advice, if any, could you give to uh, aspiring queer music writers, music producers, etc.? Actors. Yeah, true, true. I would say live your truth and do you. Live your truth and do you. If you're young, you a teenager, you can't be doing all of that stuff right now. All right. Play pretend until you there will be a time when you are on your own and you have autonomy over your vision, your lifestyle where you want to go the, your friends who you meet what environments you're in and um you'll be able to decide for yourself what direction you want to go in so i think we need more authentic queer voices i think we need more people that are just talking yes yeah, say he say he in the song y'all say he like it's, mm -hmm. it's not that mm -hmm. he because i'm gonna tell y'all right now i'll be i'll be switching it up i'll be saying he i'll be saying she i got a song coming out in a few weeks called no gender that's gonna be a day song that's for the non-binaries it's non-binary anthem mm. you know i just feel like we just need to keep on playing with it and keep on doing it because <laughs> what is not in the market is going to be in the market so are you going to be one of the first or are you going to be one of the last you're going to be one of the first you're going to be next and next in the 60th in line so i am so excited to see what you guys have to offer and that is all i have to say oh that was so beautiful thank you so much austin thank you for coming on and and thank, thank you, you so much to our me. listeners for listening. Woo! Bye, everyone. Bye. Gay. Bye. Gay. Gay. <laughs> gay. 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 <laughs> That's all for this week. If you like the podcast, the best way you can support us is by recommending us to others. You can also subscribe to us and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube by searching Rainbow Room Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at at Rainbow Room Podcast and Twitter at at Rainbow underscore Room underscore. Make sure to check out Austin's newest single, Plan B. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>